1: As if one beast were not bad enough, another beast comes. Seriously? Another beast? We're in Revelation chapter 13 and we are seeing Satan's tag team. The Antichrist and the false prophet. And I I, I think it is of note that God identifies both of them as beast. In Revelation 13 verses 1 through 10, we have the first beast. And we identify that first beast as the Antichrist. We We see that because he comes with miracles and signs. Uh, He's put to death. He rises again. He accepts worship. He is literally the one coming instead of Christ to take the place of Christ. And for the record, no one can take the place of our Christ. So we have a picture in the first part of Revelation 13 of the Antichrist. And then on his heels comes another beast. The Bible says in verse 11, And I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth. And he had two horns like a lamb, and he spake as a dragon. So we see him connected to uh, the dragon, who is the devil, and we see him connected to the first beast, who is the Antichrist. So who is this other beast? Well, this is the false prophet. You know, people love religion. They really do. They don't all love God. They don't always love the truth. But people love religion. They just want a religion without a holy God. That's the problem in our world today. And by the way, our world right now is sitting on ready for the rise of the Antichrist and the false prophet. And do you know why? Because they're happy to worship someone as long as it's not the holy God. And they're content to have religion as long as it is a religion of their own making. And when this second beast comes along, this false prophet, he's not going to speak the truth. He's going to provide people the religion that they think they want. And notice several things about the false prophet who's coming. First of all, we see his approach. The Bible says he had two horns like a lamb. Well, that sounds pretty nice, doesn't it? Mild, gentle-like, like a lamb. Very different from the Antichrist. When the Antichrist steps up, he speaks as a powerful ruler. We see him with these, these ten horns and ten crowns and uh, the name of blasphemy. Uh, he is, uh, he's a political ruler, but here comes a religious man a kind, gentle soul, at least in his approach. Remember, Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light, so don't don't be shocked here when some religious ruler steps onto the stage of world history coming like a lamb, but speaking like a dragon. By the way, could I point something out? That the lamb here is not capitalized. That's in direct contrast to our lamb. In fact, if go up just a couple verses to verse number 8. The Bible says, And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. That's our Lamb, friend. From the foundation of the world, Jesus Christ is the Redeemer. From the foundation of the world, in the heart of the Father, the Son was our perfect sacrifice for sin. And uh, he has a book, a book of life, and he's the Lamb, capital L. So we know that the false prophet is a cheap substitute, might I say, a knockoff of the real thing. And I don't know about you. I want to follow the real lamb, the lamb of God slain from the foundation of the world. We not only see uh, this false prophet's approach, but then we see his message. What is his message? Well, at the end of verse number 11, it says he spake as a dragon. All lies. He speaks like the dragon. Remember from the previous chapter, the dragon is the devil. This is Satan's words. He's delivering hell's message. Uh, We preach the gospel. We preach heaven's message. Uh, But this false prophet preaches hell's message. And then when you come to verse 12 through verse 15, we see his power. Listen to the verses. And he exerciseth all the power of the first beast. So he has the, the same power Antichrist has. All the power of the first beast before him. "...and causeth the earth and them that dwell therein to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed." Remember, the Antichrist was killed and raised from the dead. Well, the false prophet's going to come along, point to that, and say, See, he must be the Christ. He must be the true one. Uh, Verse 13, "...and he doth great wonders, so that he maketh fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men, and deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast." saying to them that dwell on the earth that they should make an image to the beast, which had the wound by a sword and did live. And he had power to give life unto the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause, that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. Do you see his power? In fact, would you take careful note of the fact that in the end of time, there will be an emphasis on miracles. I'm convinced that even today, uh, this... this. um, uh, idea that people want to see something they want to sign they want to see some spectacular thing it is really just setting the stage for a world that is hungry to observe miracles and i'll remind you that all miracles are not of god and that satan even from the very beginning look at pharaoh's magicians uh, they could duplicate certain things they cannot do everything that god does uh, the devil's not as powerful as our god is uh, but he's a deceiver and he's using these miracles to deceive people. Remember, his deception always leads to destruction. So come to the end of the chapter. We see not only his approach and message and power, but then we see his mark. You know the mark. Verse 16, And he calls it all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads, and that no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark, or the name of the beast, or the number of his name, Listen to the last verse of Revelation 13. Here is wisdom. In other words, he's saying, pay close attention. Here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is six hundred three score and six. Now, this, of course, is, is famously known, uh, the mark of the beast, the mark of the false prophet here, six, six, six. We know in the Bible six is the number of man, it's just shy, just short of God's perfect, complete number, his whole number seven. And so this idea is, it is, it is imitating uh, God's power. It is imitating uh, true religion, but it is short of that. It is shy of that. And of course, what the false prophet is doing is he's connecting religion uh, to the political kingdom. He is connecting the power of the Antichrist uh, to this religious system, Oh, my friend, the the stage is being set as we speak. Can I tell you that there are a couple of beasts coming? The spirit of Antichrist is already working, but the man Antichrist is coming, and his false preacher, his false prophet are coming. I don't know about you, but as a follower of Jesus Christ, uh, I'm glad that I'm not going to, to have to deal with them. No, because our Lord is coming for us. In fact, if you read through the chapter division, this is a glorious thought if you read through the end of Revelation 13 and you come to chapter 14, verse 1, which we'll study shortly, here's how it starts. And I looked, and lo, a lamb stood on the Mount Zion, and with him 140 and 4,000, having his father's name written in their foreheads. Do you see the contrast here? Uh, Satan puts his mark on his people, but God puts his mark on his people. Might I say that into eternity every man bears some mark, It's either the mark of Satan or the mark of our Savior. Whose mark is on you today? I understand prophetically we're dealing with things to come, but today let me just ask you, do you know the Lord? Do you belong to Jesus Christ? Are you one of His? Or are you still lost in your sin? Do you still belong to the devil? i tell you, this is the time to make sure you're on the Lord's side. Are you on the Lord's side? Look to Jesus today and be saved. And if you are saved, rejoice today that you know the truth as it is in Jesus Christ.
0: The purpose of all Scripture is to see God. In Revelation, the curtain is pulled back and we are reminded not to simply look at world events, but to look to Christ. We hope you will join us next time as Scott Pauly continues our study through this amazing book of the Bible. You may also join us right now for additional studies and a library of helpful resources at EnjoyingTheJourney.org. You will find several new features at our online home, and we trust they will be a blessing to you as you walk with God. Plan to visit us each day at EnjoyingTheJourney.org, and we look forward to returning to Revelation on our next broadcast. Keep your eyes on Christ and look up. The King is coming.